In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless wasteland, and darkness covered the abyss, while a mighty wind swept over the waters. The Lord God formed man out of the clay of the ground and blew into his nostrils the breath of life. The angel said to Mary in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. John testified further, saying, I saw the Spirit come down like a dove from the sky and remain upon him. On the evening of that first day of the week, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Then there appeared to them tongues as of fire, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. We count today, Pentecost, as the birthday of the Church, the descent of the Holy Spirit that inaugurated the Church's missionary work to the nations. Yet, like a baby in the womb that has already been growing for nine months before the birth, the Church, as created by the Holy Spirit, who is God, did not suddenly spring out of nothing in a single moment. She has already been building and growing before this day, since the beginning. The Holy Spirit that descended on the Apostles is the same Holy Spirit that has been present since the beginning, growing in the womb of the world until the Church was ready to be born at Pentecost. The Holy Spirit that moved over the waters before creation is the same Holy Spirit that entered into Mary to conceive Jesus. The same Holy Spirit that breathed life into Adam breathes life into us also. It is like the days of creation on a longer time scale. The presence of the Holy Spirit has slowly been building as the world has progressed, just like the content of the world increased as God proceeded through the days of his creation. We Christians have received the Holy Spirit in a special way through our baptism. Even more than the gift of physical life, we have received the gift of spiritual life. We have become members of the Church, which is the body of Christ, and it is in the Church that we continue to receive the Holy Spirit. Presuming that there are not going to be tongues of fire descending again, we are, though, in need of some other way to continue to receive the Holy Spirit. This way to receive the Holy Spirit is through faith, by desiring in faith to encounter the Holy Spirit, who is God, with our hearts and our minds. But we are still left to wonder, still left to wonder what it means practically, literally, to desire to encounter God, the Holy Spirit, in our hearts and our minds through faith. The answer is true participation in the liturgy, which is an idea both simple and complex. Let us first say what true participation is not, then we can say what it is. True liturgical participation is not that everyone has to have a job. It is good and necessary to have lots of servers, and we need the right number of lectors and ushers, but we don't need to multiply jobs so that people can have more to do. It's not about doing more stuff. It also isn't about participating more forcefully. We don't need to bring broken glass to kneel on or to shout the responses extra loud, though it would be good if more people, men especially, would pick up a hymnal and sing the songs. Rather, Good liturgical participation is about being more authentic to the celebration of the liturgy, whether it is Mass or some other sacrament like baptism or confession. It means coming with an attitude of prayer and reverence. Before you even come in the door, you should be thinking about how you are, to, how you are about to encounter the Holy Spirit and receive your Savior, Jesus Christ. When the priest says, the Lord be with you, and the people respond, and with your spirit, 
This isn't just this isn't just a friendly hello, but a reference to the Holy Trinity. Your reply is referring to the Spirit sent by Christ, whose minister the priest is. Listen intently to the readings instead of letting them wash over you like a presentation in a boring meeting. I promise you that there are fantastic things to be heard if you are open to them. When you respond at the preface in the Eucharistic prayer, we lift up our, we lift up our hearts to the Lord and we proclaim your death, O Lord. Actually mean and intend the words you say. You should be at least as intentional about the words at Mass as you are about singing along to your favorite song in the car. Watch and wait eagerly for the Holy Spirit to come down on the bread and the wine at the consecration when they become the body and blood of Christ. Receiving the Holy Spirit, growing in relationship and knowledge of God, is not about doing something new or dramatic. Instead, all we have to do is do well the things we already know. If you participate in the Mass well, it will be like a new Pentecost every time. If there is something in your life for which you need God's help, and we all have something, give it to Him, ask for it in your participation at the Mass, and the Holy Spirit will come to help you. If you are discerning your vocation, pray Mass well, and you will discern well. If you need freedom from sins, pray Mass well, and you will find freedom. If you are looking for happiness, Pray Mass well, open your heart to the Holy Spirit in the Mass, and you will find that happiness. God wants to set you on fire with the Holy Spirit, and you already have at hand all that you need to receive Him.